Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at him! It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy guys! Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. April 26, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen in studio. Hope you all are having a great start to your morning. Nick Roush, it is officially Derby Week. It is. Oh, we did it. (laughs) We did it. It's Derby Week. Hey, let's do this. You excited? You sound excited. Oh my goodness! I I don't want to wish time away, but my goodness, the the clock is ticking slowly towards Thursday, and I I can hardly contain my excitement. Yeah, I uh, it looks like the weather for the most part is going to be good. Knock on wood. I think maybe a little rain like Tuesday and Wednesday, they're thinking. But yeah, uh, Thurby, they're calling for some rain. But you know what? We're undercover in Thurby, so it doesn't matter. I, uh, TJ, I did something yesterday that you will not be surprised. I started listening to a three and a half hour Kentucky Derby podcast. That is a long podcast. It's very long, but it doesn't feel as long because it's just. 10 minute interviews basically on each horse with somebody different. So you, you know, I'm kind of breaking it up, getting there and I'm, I'm narrowing my field. I think I've got it down to five or six that I like. Um, and I'm going to get confirmation probably tomorrow, but I'm liking my horses. Things, things are all coming together for old Roushy boy as we head into the back stretch. What, so where's your horse gambling at right now? Are you on, are you, are you on a heater? Did, did you get, did you get taken to the cleaners this weekend? I, I think it's always interesting to see where your betting's at going into. So, like, I'm not a huge horse gambler. Um, I, I will probably lose a couple hundred bucks this weekend because that's just you know you got to do it. it's Derby. You, are you, yeah. Are yeah. you are you Kentucky? And if you're really not losing a couple hundred bucks on Derby weekend, but like going into the NCAA tournament, sometimes I don't like to be too hot. Like I don't like to 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 be doing really well going into the NCAA tournament. Sometimes I like to be a little bit cold because then I feel like I'm due. So -hmm. where are you at going into this weekend? That's a great point, TJ. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I uh, have kind of slow played it to an extent. I played a little bit of Keeneland on Friday and one with Chalky Favorites, Wes Ward. He's, He's the Brad Cox of Keeneland. Like that dude, him and turf horses are just money. And he won, but it, you know, it paid like I hit a pick three that cost $2. The ticket paid two eighty five. you know, like it. <laughs> so, uh, some winners. I also, if you've never heard of the thoroughgraph, the thoroughgraph is a, uh, sheet that you can actually buy at the track. I'll have some friends who will get a hold of it and TG thoroughgraph. He, um, uh, he's good at search hunting out long shots. So you can maybe slide one into some exotics. I tried playing some of his exactas Saturday night and none of them hit. So I think that's a good thing. I, but I was at yeah. least seeing where third grass feeling it out. It was rainy too. It was a sloppy track. Um, but you know, I was fine losing a couple bucks Saturday night. No, no harm, no foul that I, I you got to get the bad shots out of the way early. 
Yeah, it seems like you're just kind of uh, just putting out some feelers this past weekend. You, mm-hmm. you did some good things. Uh, things didn't go your way in a couple aspects. Did some bad things. Seems, yep, yep, exactly. Seems like it seems like you're just ready to rock and roll heading into uh, into the big weekend. So that's exciting. We're pumped up for it. It feels a hell of a lot more normal this go around than last go around because you know we actually have a derby the first Saturday in May to look forward to. It won't be full and it still will be different. And we're still a year, hopefully a year, from it feeling really normal, normal, but. We are we've taken steps in the right direction, Roush, and uh, I know a lot of folks are excited. You kind of feel that buzz around Louisville that mm-hmm. we certainly didn't get last year. Yeah. And uh, uh, what do you got? Well, I was just going to say that I'm. There's one aspect that I'm kind of anxious to see, and that's the the COVID effect. Because you know how, it, even though we wanted to have full stadiums, it's kind of nice to just pull up and not have to wait in line for anything. Um, I, I think I might like the infield at a decreased capacity because I know plenty of people that are still attending, but I'm wondering if, if like the high school kids, if it'll keep them at home. And if that's the case, then it could be the best derby ever. Well, I've, uh, probably seen young kids out and about and acting the most normal opposed to anybody else. So oh, you, you would, you would, you would think, <laughs> you would think, no, uh, one of the places I play volleyball is kind of like a, I, I don't know if they're even 21, but they're drinking beer. So you would think at least 21, but that never really stopped us before we were 21. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's like a hot spot for like, I guess, people in college maybe a year or two before 21 maybe a year or two after 21 probably expands a couple different age groups but it like it, i mean it feels like hundreds of people are at that volleyball place <laughs> and just like partying and and nothing different and uh nothing nothing they seem to be concerned about so i would think the young people are going to mm. be in droves at derby weekend man uh, yeah you make a good point i just the the kids at oaks that like you know or i mean i'm sure i did i would have done the same thing with the we're just going all pink with our like the, the frat brown real hard out kind of i'm sure i did it so i'm not going to get mad at him but uh, it is kind of fun when they get in fights. Those are those are really hilarious to see online. Uh, but either way, like my parents typically on Saturday will be the first ones at the gate to get in the infield and claim their spot. But I don't think they're going to need to. I don't think that's going to be necessary this year because there's going to be so, you know, third capacity crowd. So uh, interested to see how that unfolds. It's It's going to be different in the lead up because we're not doing the show out on the backside this year. Uh, they're a little bit more restrictive on who they let in and who they let out. Uh, basically, they just said, suck it, Terry. Uh, no, just kidding. But they, it, said, it, they said no to us? They didn't really say no, but they. Uh, I, I think the, the idea of being on the backside when everybody's back there, the purpose of being back there kind of gets eliminated when there's not as many people back there. Uh, there's only one owner per group allowed to watch the horses work out. So... Typically, you get like 15 or 25 per. Yeah, so it, there's just not as many people roaming around back there. It doesn't it's not quite the same feel. So it's just like, well, let's just, you know, let's just hang out from home this week. So well, that's what we're doing. We're saving we're saving the real goods for, for next year. Well, the the one way you know that to be true, too, is because already this morning I haven't seen a million pictures on the backside. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and Roush is right that like the whole point of the backside is just to kind of be in the in the thick of Derby Week and you just brush shoulders. I mean, you see everybody. Uh, it's really like kind of a who's who. Uh, there will still be some people out there, but mm-hmm. Roush is right. If you take out like the It'd be like Super Bowl. What's the Super Bowl rate radio row at the Super Bowl? Yes, yes. And then and then they just have like twelve radio shows there. It almost mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's not Radio Row, it's Radio Corner. More than that, uh, so it's a little. It, it is a little different in that regard. Like I said, we're not completely normal. It's a little bit more normal than mm-hmm. this uh, than than last year because we we're actually having a derby. But yeah, you're right. Probably a year away from it really feeling 100% normal, but I'll take this year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the crowd will probably end up looking pretty good on TV at Derby. It won't look like a normal Kentucky Derby, but I bet bet we'll be like, oh, that that does look like a lot of people. So, And it'll uh, probably be the biggest biggest event to date since the pandemic began. I know uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, that huge place, they're going to have, I think, a buck 50 come the end of the month. But I think the Derby will take that crown from – Alabama's a day this weekend if they get in 50,000 people yeah we'll we'll see and then uh, we can maybe save this for later on but there was more protest over the weekend in Louisville so I'm, I'm curious to see what uh, what the plan is for security and all that stuff but uh, we'll, we'll have all week to, to talk about Derby and look ahead and then we'll actually talk some horses and I'll throw out some bad bets that you all can lose money on. It's just going to be a real hoot of a week. So we're appreciative that you're spending it with us here on Kentucky Roll Call. And Roush, the biggest news of the weekend, and and, and we are going to talk a lot about it today, but I think that UK Volleyball probably locked up a lot of Catsby's this weekend, don't you think? (laughs) I think that's safe to say, uh, young Skywalker. I, uh, Man, what a team. Great job, UK Volleyball. That was that was so awesome. Ah, uh, the stress of watching that game, but also the joy. I mean, man, I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for the Kentucky fans. Uh, the Big Blue Nation needed a big win, and Kentucky volleyball was happy to provide it. Totally. I, I don't know if there's ever been anything more timely in my history of watching UK sports that UK fans just needed some good news. They needed something to kind of get their minds off things and they just uh, needed to be able to, to watch a dominant team. Cause I think Kentucky fans as any sports fans strive for is dominance and being the best. And you always think that your group should be winning more than, than opposing groups. And it had been a little bit since Kentucky had kind of been able to flex in really any sport. the, the, the bowl win in football was great, and that provided a good moment and, and gave a little momentum heading into the new year. But that was now over four months ago. So they just needed something. Uh, women's basketball kind of went out with a poof and not a bang as we were hoping for. And uh, men's basketball, obviously, one of the worst seasons and then everything that's happened off the court, which has just been uh, very traumatic and then coaching staff changes and, and some people that folks liked and kind of just breaking up of the band and just needed something Roush and the volleyball yeah. team goes out there. And the, the issue is like, I think once everybody kind of started falling in love with this team, Roush, they went on and won the national championship and, and, and the season's over. I do hope next fall that like there are thousands and thousands of more new UK volleyball fans that on Friday nights when they play Roush, that, You've got uh, you've got more eyeballs on SEC Network or ESPNU or whatever station they'll put the defending national champs on because they went out there this weekend and they did the damn thing. 
I, the, the thing I liked most about this team, Roush, is they could take some punches and then they just come back like they were completely and totally unfazed. They lose oh, set man. one, and and what do they do? Texas looked like the better team. They look like the better team in set one. I still think they may be the more talented team, even after Kentucky one and four, but their ability just to bounce back. You saw it in their only loss in the fall or the spring when they lost to Florida in five sets. What did they do the next day? They came back and swept them and made it look easy. Uh, what they do when they lost a set to Washington? They came back. They didn't lose another one. They lose the first one to Texas Roush. They come back. They don't lose another one. Team had a lot of fight. They were fun to watch. They never gave up. Some of their like a spike, and then there'd be this like dig, and the ball would go far away. They'd still be able to run it down. Even the last championship point, the final point of the season for UK, was just perfectly executed spike, and they were just a blast, man. That was a lot of fun Saturday night. A uh, buddy that I hadn't seen in a little, you know, they had people over and it was a group of friends I hadn't seen in a little bit. And uh, it was fun. It, I mean, it felt like a bas- like watching a tournament basketball game. That's oh. how much people were into it. People were hooting and hollering. Volleyball, an incredibly underrated sport. I've been saying that for a long time. Some people have been saying it for their entire lifetimes. But I think a lot of people really enjoyed this weekend, Roush. I'm happy about that. Yeah, and I think it's it's great because you don't need to be inside baseball to – get excited about each point because they just do ridiculous things out on the court. Uh, It helps having, you know, somebody there who can, you know, man, woman explain it to you. um, Like I did so many times, Uh, like I got woman explained to so many times. And it was also great having my wife there to calm me down after that first set, because they were rattled. I mean, they're, they, they they were notoriously as slow. As, I think in all of their games, they kind of came out a little bit slow. And then once they got comfortable, they'd take over. Oftentimes, they would still win that first set. But they just looked a little rattled. And the way that Texas, their middles were so big. And there was so little you could do. I mean, mm-hmm. I like Azani Teeler a lot. But she's just a lot smaller than the other ones. And if she wasn't going to get any of those blocks down, the middles were... I, I was worried that Texas' middles were just going to have a field day. And... Sure enough, when that second set came around, their defense got it together. Uh, they got a couple blocks down. They were getting more up. And once that defense could actually get them some good sets, Stumler was just a freaking beast. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> she. So 300 is considered a good hitting average. That's like the target for your outsides. And she hit 476. Just unreal. Season high 26 kills. She was crazy. I mean, like I said, Taylor came back together, and then Avery Skinner. She did that in the in the in the final four match too, where she hit some rough patches early, but she kept swinging away. Her and Maddie Skinner ended up really getting together, hitting some balls down the line. And I mean, it was crazy, TJ. After that first game, I know there was a little bit of stress in the second just to win it and get over the hump. I mean, and you know, there's always just that that anxiety with every point in volleyball. But Kentucky really controlled the game from there on out. I mean, they had their way with Texas. It was, like you said, they were dominant. Yeah, I. uh, but even even like that third set was so dramatic because you just had a feeling who wins that third one, then the Mm -hmm. other team has to get to five. It was a close game. It was exciting. I still don't get like two things. One, and I'm I'm going to be bad with names. Apologies. It's uh, fine. Just you know, hand, hand up. It's I'm I'm going to be that person. But that outside hitter on Texas was just on. We had no answer for her. 
She was unstoppable. Oh, the curly head girl Eggleston, I think was her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. We, she she had one kill out of the back row too. That was just like, good God, what do you even do? Oh, it was, <laughs> I mean, it, it was, she was a monster, unbelievable. And then like she was getting so hot in those third and fourth sets. I, I don't know why Texas wouldn't go to her literally every chance that they had, and they did go to her a lot. She was just jumping higher than our hitters that our blockers could get. She was just hitting it over top of them. Uh, it was it was freakish. Like I, I that I, I was like, oh no, she's getting hot. We don't have an answer for her. We can't even block it, which is crazy. I don't know how Kentucky's going to kind of rally through this. And then Texas kind of stopped going away from her a little bit, and, and I think Kentucky just kind of got their momentum offensively back. Where if you were putting down spikes, then you aren't going to give them a chance to set her up. But I, I was getting nervous once she was kind of getting into a rhythm. That was high-level volleyball, Roush. That was yeah. like, you know, outside of probably watching some some Olympics, that, that's as good as you're going to be able to see on TV. Oh, definitely, definitely. They're, um, the other girl, the middle for them, who taped her hands up like a, oh, look at me. I have oh, that, was ridi- that was ridiculous. Just uh, what Leave some tape for the rest of us, lady. My goodness. They were trying so hard to be cool. And she, so I think it was the third set. She was playing well. And Kentucky sided out and got her out of the game. And I think it was tied at the time. And the Cats, it was just enough to let him go on a nice little run and and went out. And those are the things that are just it, – it's it's – it's hilarious because it's completely out of the team's control. Same thing happened when Louisville lost to Washington where they get that girl back there serving and they're at a mismatch where they don't have the people they need in the front row. Like if your setter's in the front row, it's really, you know, it's hard to block with the setter. Now, if you've got the national player of the year as your setter, she can still block. Madison Lilly had one block that was just stupid ah. one-on-one. And that was what was great, TJ, is that, Oh, I think everybody did some things that were out of their comfort zone, if you will. You know, Stumler had some great defensive plays in the back row. Uh, Teeler had some great serves. I I mentioned Lily in her block. That's what made this team so much fun is that they really played as one. And to come together when there's so much adversity right now – amongst the fans and to see a team just united as one man it really just hit all the heartstrings at the at the perfect time yep it, it it did uh have you gotten used to them being the 2020 volleyball champs i get it i know why they're doing that i, I still don't think it would have been like the hardest thing in the world just to say you know 20 2021 champs or something like that you could you could theoretically just have two champs in 2021 and i don't think anybody would really care about it but uh that that was an interesting graphic right after the championship. Uh, I think like <laughs> it was. Ev- everybody everybody in their collective homes were like, "Oh, they got the year wrong." But in reality, this is technically considered the 2020 season. The tournament was just postponed to spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it is a bummer that they're going to be kind of like how Virginia was the longest tenured men's college basketball national champion they're going to be the shortest tenured women's volleyball national champions hey but i, I you're right about that but on a, a the positive spin hey we only got to wait like a few months before their season starts back yeah. up and, and we get to we get the excitement that is volleyball because this program should just be a powerhouse 
Uh, they they have ascended to the top of the SEC. That probably came a little easier than they imagined. They overtook Florida, and it really I, – I remember, like, when I was covering volleyball a decade ago, it was like, hey, home match against Florida. We think we can get them. And then they did beat Florida a few times, and it was a big deal back then when that happened. Now you've kind of overtaken Florida, and they'll always be good because it's Florida, and they're mm-hmm. going to get great players into that program. But you're you're the cream of the crop of the SEC. You win the conference's first championship in that sport, which is pretty awesome. You got to wonder how many times has Kentucky won the first championship in a sport for the SEC. Bas- basketball, you'd have to think, would be yeah, first. But I don't know that, that for sure for what that's worth. 48 was Kentucky's first basketball NCAA championship. I think the first one started in 33. Yeah, so it was in the third. I, I would think Kentucky would have that basketball. but You would think, um, but not 100% sure about that. Uh, football, obviously, no. Rifle, rifle, you'd think yes. And then cross Kentucky won in cross country. That's their third other sport they've won a national championship in. Could be first in SEC. Don't have any clue about that. UK, I guess, used to be a powerhouse cross-country program. And then volleyball was the first. So uh, very exciting there. But the Roush, there's no reason this program can't contend with the top Big Ten programs. And if you're contending with the top Big Ten programs, then you're contending for national championships because that's what the Big Ten will always do in volleyball. They'll always almost have a team in the Final Four. And supposedly, kind of a little side note here, supposedly Kentucky had a huge home court advantage in Omaha and our friend Shannon O'Bannon was in the building. Maybe she can text in and let us know what she thinks, but supposedly there was more Kentucky fans than Texas fans, but that was, but that was a like, you know, wasn't huge one way or another, but there were more Kentucky fans, but then all the Nebraska fans hate Texas. And supposedly Nebraska had just like slightly fewer than Kentucky or Texas, but they had a ton and supposedly they all just gravitated towards Kentucky because old Big 12, nobody likes Texas, all that good stuff. Right, right. So, old rival, cheer for the new up-and-comers, yeah. So it ended up having, like, Kentucky having 75 80% of the building. Supposedly it was a big pro-UK crowd when things got going. But going back to my main point, Roush, there's no reason this shouldn't be, like, a yearly thing, Kentucky. it They, they should be dominant in volleyball. Kentucky as a state is a great volleyball state. You have a lot of yeah. really good programs uk is a cool place it's easy to recruit to lexington because why wouldn't you want to go four years there it's awesome so this should be a constant thing in my opinion and and i'm curious what your wife like does she think that kentucky has solidified themselves as an absolute powerhouse in volleyball now that they've got that championship i i do think that in the sport of volleyball there is a degree of just being in the final four regularly regularly i'm sure that those elsewhere will maybe consider this year a fluke year to an extent but kentucky is like this was their first final four but they've always been a sweet 16 team they've always been on the precipice they've broken through now it's just a matter of maintaining that and what's cool about this tj is that all of these girls can run it back if they want to and i know i don't like i know that you can go overseas and make money they've got the new league here where you can make some money but it's way cooler to win a national title. And if you can go get your master's and try to defend that, I know it it would be great to end your career with a win, but like if you're Avery Skinner, why not spend another year playing with your sister? You know, I I don't know why you wouldn't want to create more of those memories. I I agree with you. And I, I, I am talking so far out my butt right now that you think I'd be passing win, but 
I would almost think like the value of a scholarship working towards your master could be more beneficial than what potentially maybe you're making in a startup volleyball league. Again, talking out my butt here, no mm -hmm. clue if that's accurate, but I think if Kentucky says, listen, you know, the scholarships can roll over our number. We're not on a numbers crunch. Uh, and I don't know if that's even true. What if they're bringing in five new girls or something like that? Then then things get a little dicey and you got to figure out what, what's the right thing to do in some of those situations. I don't even know what the right the right thing to do may very well be tell those freshman girls like, hey, baby, you're going somewhere else for college. Sorry, we got we're, we're going to accommodate these national championship girls. I, I don't know. I don't know what 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 their incoming class looks like, what the numbers are. But Roush, yeah, it'd be great if they just return basically everybody and said, let's. Let's do, Let's it, do again. it again yeah. and, and again, because I think you're going to get thou I mean, thousands, thousands, thousands of more fans watching this volleyball team heading into this next upcoming season. If you did something similar to what you did this past season, you went on another run, then you're really talking about this thing having a, a amazing foundation. But Craig well, Skinner gets especially, a championship. That's awesome. And, and for like what you're saying when you're talking about thousands showing up each weekend for games. I mean, that's how it is at some of those big 10 schools, you know, for every home game for your Penn States, your Nebraska's, they pack that place up because they play an exciting brand of volleyball and Kentucky does it, you know, for that Florida game, they'll do it for that Louisville game. Uh, but that can become a regular thing when you've got a team as great as they have right now i saw where they you know they had folks watching the game saturday night for memorial there was a good crowd that showed up to welcome the team back so i'm just i'm very happy for the girls for for going out there and not and getting it done and and really just making kentucky fans proud it was hilarious to see the the kids on state street saturday night like that was just it's like yes like we're we're we're, we're back like this is this is when you know the big blue nation's back when you got kids burning stuff on State Street. Hey, if Kentucky wins the national championship, there should be a couch burned. But just that—that's the reality of it. And the fact that we didn't have some furniture burned when the rifle team won a national title is a little disappointing. But that—that's—that's that's what Kentucky's got to do. That's what the students have to do. And and like we talked about, it's it's been it's been a long year. It's been a long thirteen months for everybody. Uh, Kentucky fans included, Kentucky students definitely included and in all that. Uh, college students probably haven't had the most fun college experience opposed to other people. So I'm glad that they got to get out there, act a little silly. I hope the uh, the cops let them had, have fun within obvious reasons. But huge deal for, for UK athletics and another feather in the cap of Mitch Barnhart, Roush, who uh, yeah, remember? He, he, he's got to be really proud. Remember when people thought Tom George was a better athletic director? Well, and you know the funny thing is, it's like you, you we had, I mean, we had Courier Journal articles talk about like the way Tom George has transformed women's programs in Kentucky. Which I mean, credit to Tom. Supposedly he did make a big impact on that. But look at the women's sports at UK. Uh, and look at look at what they're doing as well. Uh, even more impressive than what's going on at U of L, but yes, oh. I, I do remember that Roush. And oh, look at all the facilities he's built, and it's like, oh, Floyd Street's transformed. It's like, yeah, well, you know, UK's campus it looks pretty different too. I mean, uh, you know, he and he didn't have to uh, run things with an iron grip to well get it done. Kind of did, you know? kind of, kind of does, kind of does, but does it in a different way. UK well, is just, just like. Yeah, you, you iron just, pissed over the booze. <laughs> no, but like in all seriousness, I mean, Mitch, 
Mitch is different but similar to Tom Jurich in, in some ways. Like, Mitch does want total control, but he does it, like, politely and nicely. Yeah. And yeah. people, <laughs> people, people, like, people actually, like, respect him. But he wants everything close to the vest and quiet, and you don't want leaks. Uh, Tom Jurich didn't want leaks either, but he was just a huge jerk. And when there was leaks, he'd just lose his freaking mind. And then what did that make people do? Not respect him, and there were more leaks. And that's why the U of L Athletics Foundation just crumbled and crumbled and crumbled under his watch. When everything looked good, they really weren't good because people didn't like him. People do like Mitch Barnhart, but he does want like things to be all in his control, as you should as an athletic director. But people actually like working for him, opposed to other people, which is another good reminder, Roush, to treat people properly because then they will like working for you and and being with you. Uh, so let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more volleyball. We've got a lot of text over the weekends, as we always do. 502-414-1450. Keep them coming in fresh as the show's going on. We've got more basketball to talk about. We'll talk football. We'll talk everything. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. It's Derby Week, boys and squirrels. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I have a question for you real quick, Mr. S. I was actually meaning to ask you, what did you exactly think of my demo? Like, did you get it? Did you get it? Oh, no. I was going to listen to that, but then um, I just carried on living my life. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Monday. We appreciate you spending it with us. We go 7 and 9 Monday through Friday. It's Derby Week. Roush, the volleyball, like I said, it kind of had an NCAA tournament feel to it. I mean, not kind of. It 100% did. Oh, uh, I woke I, up and put on my UK polo. Like, it's a Catterday, baby. It was, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was just fun <laughs> to be able to have so I was looking forward to it all day Saturday. Like we said, we went to a buddy's house. We made a little prop betting game, which was kind of fun. And uh, you know what the star of the party was, though? was the Salsaritas catering that I got for the party. Wow. You're the the real MVP. I was the hero, Roush. And it was so cheap, too. And you could do it all from your phone on the app. Uh, It wasn't technically catering, air quotes. They have catering options that you can do on the app. But I got two family Fiesta packs. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I got the three amigos. So we were basically like rolling in cheese, salsa, and guacamole. We had so much of that. Man. We didn't even know we didn't even know what to do with it all. But then it just kind of it came as like create your own taco bar, basically, with the family fiesta pack, where we had hard and soft shells, and then we had chicken, we had steak, and there's so much meat. I just wanted to like take my hand and just dig into it and just scoop it in my mouth. Uh, but you know, pandemic, strangers there, people being like, who the hell is this guy? What's wrong with them? But it was so delicious, Roush. And with Derby coming up, folks, when you're going to a Derby party, Man, if you're going yeah. to an Oaks party, grab, you can do it from the app, and it's so cheap. It ended up being, Roush, for people that were there. I don't think everybody ended up eating, but it, it would have worked out to be in like 7 or $8 a head if everybody had eaten it's just cheap. I mean, cheap to kind of pig out on your favorite Mexican food in Louisville. 
for that kind of price, you're not going to end the chips. We uh, they the, we left the chips at our friend's house. They will have chips until December. I'm Man, sure. you know what? You you screwed up there, pal. Like I who really, it's one thing to leave behind like some tertiary beers here and there. It's another thing to leave behind your salsaritas chips. R- what a rookie mistake. Well, we, they were, they were still partying hardy and, and we were getting, we had to, the pregnant wife, she was ready to get going. It was already pretty late as a matter of fact, but they were, they were staying up and they were playing games till probably three or four in the morning. So we figured be, be, <laughs> be good friends, leave them the, the chips for their drunchies and uh so so we did but it was so many roush i i I do wish maybe i would have gotten a couple of them and taken them back home but they've got two locations in louisville middletown and st matthews remember you can do all that stuff on the app i walked into the store roush and the amount of bags i had was hilarious but they were all just they were waiting for me with my name on it didn't even have to talk to anybody just grabbed them and and got out of there it was so good Two locations in Louisville, and you can round up your change to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. This will be the last week to be able to do that. Middletown has a drive-through. St. Matthew's newly renovated inside. Check out Salsaritas. It is delish. Yes, great, good job. I'm proud of you, Terry. That was well done. While we were talking, we were like, it all kind of happened last minute because I, you know, I think people were like volleyball. Yeah, I may turn it on, but like I don't. I'm not going to, we're not going to do a big watch party for volleyball. I was like, folks, it's going to be fun if we do it. Like volleyball, it's really, it's it's a great TV sport. I mean, it's great to see in person too, but like just the thrill of, all right, we're serving advantage them. Okay, here comes their set. Oh, now they're spiking it. Oh, we dug it, Roush. All right, now it's our turn. Over to the center, our spike. Ah! And, you know, they'd land it. The excitement of it was just, uh, w- w- was an absolute blast. So, uh I know that you you had a little watch party. How how was the wife just as pumped up as possible despite being a U of L alum? Oh yeah, she was too nervous. So for the last two games at least, for every point, she would as like a superstition, she would pull up her hoodie and like cover her mouth up so that I mean she was that that was just what she had to do to help uh, will uk to victory yeah so she was into it um we're definitely gonna ha- get family national championship shirts thank you kentucky volleyball for finally getting my wife to wear a uk shirt uh after years and years of begrudgingly doing so whenever i drag her to a bowl game she'll now have a uk shirt to wear and she will wear it proudly she could have been happier for those girls she was just wishing that stumler would have got mvp instead of lily you know lily's great but was was really hoping Ali Stummer would for just being a, a badass yeah. in, that, in that game. That, that's funny that that she was. That's what she was like keying in on towards the end of the game was who was going to get MVP. Uh, they a lot of deserving folks. I, I don't that that team was that was a good team. Oh, you, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't go wrong. But um, good good stuff. Let's. Uh, I I don't know what to make of UK basketball recruiting. I, I you know I talked about it on Friday. Uh, with the tragic passing of Terrence Clark, I don't know if that hits a pause button or how long it hits a pause button, Roush. It was quiet over the weekend, but weekends can generally be quieter to begin with. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I think today will be a good kind of idea of how newsworthy or lack of news this week will be. Because uh, I, I think people are going to talk with folks today, just kind of get a sense of where things are at. But I, I don't know. We didn't hear anything really over the weekend. Davion Harmon from Oklahoma, a player I really liked, he committed to Oregon. 
a, a former assistant that recruited him to Oklahoma as an Oregon now. So I guess it didn't come as a surprise that people were following that recruitment a little closer. Uh, if you remember, though, with Harmon, Kentucky just initially reached out, said what's up, and then never got back in contact again, which mm-hmm. told me that they feel better about some players in other situations. Uh, was there any other recruiting news that you saw over the weekend that's, that's mention-worthy? Uh, well, I, I just know that they had an event, I believe, in Indianapolis. And Midwestern so, mania. Yeah. Man, recruiting names never get old. Thank uh, you. I, this whole weekend, and they do such a good job, the people that were there. But, Rash, I don't know if there's a little part of you seeing those updates that I was like, I'm so happy I'm not covering recruiting anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, overjoyed. Seeing, like, seeing the media piles of people interviewing, like, 15-year-old kids that just did not, you know, that just don't care to be interviewed. I was just so happy that I was not a part of that. Thank thank your recruiting writers, folks, because it's, it's not a fun job on Saturdays having to go follow around a bunch of kids. The watching the basketball part was fun. I always enjoyed that. It was just having to worry about, like, I can't even stress-free watch this basketball because who am I going to interview the coach? Where's the kid going to go? Do I need to track him down? Do I make sure they don't run off? That part just stinks. Right. No, you're you're exactly right. Uh, And especially, too, when they have a good game and you want to really hype them up and write a good story about them, and then they just say nothing. Yes. It's like, gosh, like this is just – but uh, I, I know that Jack, Zach, uh, Travis, like they, they had a bunch of stuff up from that event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, hand up, I'm you know I'm just scrolling past it at this point. But hey, it's at least good that we're getting some stuff like that back to normal. I don't know if they're I don't think I still don't think they're doing an EYBL until the July period. Uh, I, I I don't I don't think I haven't seen where they have any events early on. Uh, but I do think that's still happening. So we're we're slowly getting back to to to, to normalcy a little bit. Yep, uh, slowly but surely. Other recruiting updates and news. Ty Ty Washington, Roush, seems like maybe Arizona is the team to beat. You know, they've they lost their star point guard. He committed to Baylor, by the way. That also happened. Ajinko, uh, he was the one of the best guards in the Pac-12. He was a name that I think on Friday or Thursday, I was like, this is somebody that I haven't mentioned. You haven't really heard much about him in Kentucky, but he's a good player, you know, just maybe a name to keep an eye on. Nothing ever came of it with him in UK. He commits to Baylor, so nice reload job there by Drew for the defending national championship champions, I should say. But Ty Ty Washington, supposedly with Arizona's new staff, they're just making him like priority number one, going all in. He had some crystal ball picks and predictions over the weekend for Ty Ty to Arizona. I just need to make this clear and try to get out in front of this. This isn't like a sour grape sort of deal. Kentucky can be okay without Ty Ty Washington. I saw too many UK fans freaking out, being like, great, here's another hit to UK, not going to get Ty Ty Washington. I, I had Ty Ty Washington kind of further down my power rankings. I mean, he's a freshman He's a freshman guard, or he'll be a, late, a freshman guard. A late riser at that. I mean, a late a riser dude, at that, that a, a lot of people who, are just going off of a good run in a tournament right. with a pretty wonky <laughs> season at that. So he played well. I really liked his game. If he went to Kentucky, I'd be excited about it. There could be things that, you know, he is a wild card in terms of could he? what will he look like in March? Will he be a lottery pick? Will he be a top 10 pick? Will he end up being somebody that, as a freshman, did some good things, but really it's going to be more of a sophomore year before he explodes? I could see a lot of those scenarios happening. You just really have no clue with Tata Washington. If he goes elsewhere, 
I do not view that as the end of the world when you've got the grad transfer options that you have, Roush. Just missing out on freshmen just aren't going to matter as much if you can fill that hole with a proven college player. So I'm going to, when he ends up committing somewhere else besides Kentucky, Roush, I'm going to need UK fans to just kind of not freak out about this because it's really not a huge deal. It's just not. It's really not a huge deal if he ends up going elsewhere. Now, if Kentucky ends up having nobody, like if Mintz leaves and they don't get a car or Zagorowski, and let's just say they bring in CJ Frederick because I think that's a guarantee, where you have Hickman, Frederick, Grady, would that be a little thin? And would I not be thrilled about that? Correct. But there's still just too many good options right now to panic, Roush, even if Ty Ty goes elsewhere. Yeah, especially when, I mean, this whole this whole entire portal, we've been saying, hey, it's it's good to be patient. You would much rather be patient than try to jump on the flavor of the week because there's so many different people entering at all times. Now, I, I know that that's kind of died down a little bit as of late, but there's still... Like I, I'm not going to get mad at Kentucky for being too patient, particularly when all of this stuff has happened. Like, yeah, I, it's fine if you take your time a little bit. I'm sure those kids would understand. <laughs> like, I'm sure they would. And that, and that, and that's just what I don't have an answer to. Is that like, uh, and I've got really no clue. D- does Kentucky say, "Hey, until sadly, you know, till the funeral"? We're, we're putting a pause just on everything, like coaching hires. Because I still think Antigua is going to be at Kentucky. I know people were kind of worried about that. And uh, may, maybe he does have a change of heart. But I, I would be pretty surprised if that were to happen. Um, I feel I feel good about him being at UK. But I, I, I don't know, Roush. You know, this could be a they, – they could just say, let's just wait till after Derby. Let's wait for another week. And then and then we'll start announcing news, bringing the people in, doing that. I've got no clue. But I would I would not be surprised in the slightest if this week is really quiet. Yeah, yeah, I, and I would I wouldn't blame them at all either because Same. it's um not not it's still isn't going to get any easier. No, and I, it, there there's parts of me too that like y- y- will it ever sink in? I, you know, I I don't know for the family probably not. But the, there's there were several times this weekend where you'd see a picture of Terrence and I'd just be like, I, I'm like, really, that really happened? Like, did this really happen? Oh, yeah, man. I, it, it's the, like, hard, it's hard to like fathom that it's actually the reality, but. Um, picture of him as a kindergartner. I mean. Yeah, it's so sad. Goodness gracious. Um, but I, while we're, we're talking about him right now, a shout out to his teammates for um, saying some really eloquent words at a difficult time, Friday night's candlelight tribute. Uh, I, I just saw some of Bradley's video and Davion Mids, Keon Brooks. I mean, they 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 did great. Lance Ware spoke to, I believe. Um, really, it's a tough time to find any words. It's it's even more difficult to find the right words, and and they did just that. So I'm I'm proud of them for for doing this during such a, a an incredibly challenging time. Totally agree, and well said. The memorial was a great idea. Whoever orchestrated that, I think it was kind of like a grassroots. They just and in Kentucky was like, "Yeah, we'll be happy to accommodate and do what we can and and, and set up the security needed." But no surprise to see kind of Keon Brooks step up as a leader in that situation and just if you haven't heard what he had to say, I, I can't do it justice really by repeating it. But powerful stuff and and really kind of hits you in the feels there and. Uh, 
thanks to those that showed up. I, I wish I'd lived in Lexington to drive by or drop something off at, at the, uh, the Wildcat Lodge, I almost called it the Joe, Joe Craft Center, but uh, at the Wildcat Lodge and, uh, People are still doing that even as of yesterday, and I'm sure it'll happen even more so today. But uh, I think that maybe gave some people some peace on Friday night, Roush. So even if it just helped a few people, then that's important. But it, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, – hopefully it, it provided it, it provided some help for some folks, just being around some other grieving people. And it just kind of stunk to see the basketball team again, to be honest with you. Like I, I know that wasn't the complete entire team, but – seeing all those folks still in Lexington together and seeing them kind of come together for that reason. It stunk Roush, but it also maybe made some folks feel a little bit better. So there's that. Uh, Kind of touching all the bases here, quite literally, UK baseball after getting waxed Friday night, Roush, I kind of was thinking to myself, here we go again. They bounced back with two double headers on Sunday. Uh, only seven inning games, which I was kind of thinking to myself, like, all right, maybe this can help because Kentucky's pitching sometimes can be can be their issue. Uh, they win both of them. So they end up getting the series win against Alabama and things weren't looking like that was going to happen on Friday night. That's huge. I, I don't know how this baseball season's going to end for Kentucky. As we talked about last week, the schedule gets so difficult in SEC play. I think they got like three or four series left, but they're all really, really challenging. So uh, things are going to spice up for them a little bit, but maybe a good opportunity where if you can steal a couple of those series, Roush, you're, you're probably going to be a, an NCAA tournament team if you're around 500 in league play. So right now they're, I think, right at 500. Yeah, I um, I also saw where the UK softball team dropped another series. but uh... Yeah, they've been struggling this year. They, they are not 500 in SEC play. No. Uh, they, they, the SEC has really been a grind for the softball team. They'll still make the tournament and, and they'll be a threat to make a super regional, no doubt. But the issue is if you want to win the national championship, you're going to have to be better than some SEC teams. LSU came in here and put up the, the most runs in a three weekend series that Kentucky's surrendered in a long time, pitching a big issue for the softball cats. But, but, uh, I think, I, I think that they're just in a little bit of a slump. I think they'll, they'll get better. They'll be better. Yeah, there's there's one thing. I know this is – you'll never believe this, but I actually saw a Major League Baseball headline. You mentioned the seven-inning games. Well, MLB, they've moved to that for the doubleheaders, and Madison Bumgarner threw a no-hitter. But it was only a seven-inning no-hitter. So baseball's saying, well, good job, but that doesn't really count. Wow, I did not realize this was a controversy. Literally, I had thought of that exact scenario – because, you know, the Red Sox have played several seven-inning games, uh, some to their advantage, some not to their advantage. But And they're in first place, by the way, no big deal. But I, I was wondering how they'd rule that. I think that's baloney. If you're going to make the game seven innings, it's a freaking game. It's a if, game, yeah. If it, if it counts as a win, it's a game. If you throw a no-hitter and it's a seven-inning game, that's on you. That's on you, baseball, for making the game shorter. So don't hate the player. Hate yourself, MLB. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, the, I mean, it was, he didn't even walk a batter, struck out seven. The only person that reached was on an air. I mean, that's incredible. I, I just, I think it's crazy that, uh, you can do that, but then you can also award the like team no hitter whenever they rotate a bunch of guys in. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that's like, that seems, I mean, it's, it's a great accomplishment either way. But seven innings of no-hit ball by a starter seems like a more challenging and impressive feat than a no-hitter where three or four different guys pitch. 
Yeah, I I agree with you there. Uh, that that's I was wondering when that would happen, how it would like, be handled, and they're even giving him a complete game for it. Like what? That is so oh, backwards. Yeah, like, that's yeah, yeah. baloney. <laughs> that is such. Oh man, I would be so ticked off. Yeah, that that really would. <laughs> they're just making uh, up stuff as they go. By the way, se- seven inning baseball games are really the way to go for what it's worth. Those are fun. Oh, yeah. Quicker, better. You can have pitchers, you know, go the distance even more so. But all right, let's go to our daily double break. We'll come back. Text all of our two, 502-414-1450. Keep them coming. Big weekend for UK athletics and capped by Craig Skinner and the girl. You know, the the L women's coaches, Roush, they can't win the big one. And Dan McDonald can't win the big one. But you you know who could and did? Craig Skinner. Craig Skinner. National champs. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Taylor. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Here we go. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Derby week. Appreciate you starting and spending with us. And texting into the show, 502-414-1450. Mother's Day, right around the corner. Get mom something that truly reflects your appreciation for all she's done over the last 12 months and really your entire life. Get her a timeless and meaningful gift at Genesis Diamonds. Genesis Diamonds, they've got a special selection of affordable gifts for your mom. Go big this year for Mother's Day. Show Oro Plaza next to Trader Joe's. Roush, we've got a lot to... To get to on the text line here, we got a weekend full of texts. Do you want to do that now? Uh, I do. Let's let's get to it, shall we? Actually, I just want to ask you a question first. No, I did not watch the Oscars. Yeah, me neither. I, I... <laughs> my, my wife did. She's a big Oscar person. I don't get it, but she is. So she watched it. I did not. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I just didn't care to. He was like, shall I watch this or a, a show that will make me laugh? I will watch the show that will make me laugh. She was freaking out because she likes to watch all the movies, which I do think is cool. But I guess there was one she didn't see. And she was like, what if that one wins? Then I, it's going to suck. And I mean, like, if that one wins, I think it'd actually be kind of cool for you because then you'd be like, wow, I get to look forward to watching the Oscar winning movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Is it going to live up to? Is is it going to be better than all the other ones I've seen? And then while she's watching it, she can kind of have the ebbs and flows of like, oh yeah, this is really good, or no, I think this one came up a little bit short. But uh, I don't even know which one ended up winning. I don't know if it's the one she's seen or hasn't seen. Uh, Nomadland was the one that ended up winning. Oh, uh, she, that was her prediction. That, yeah, her yeah, and that was the Trevor's reviewed it. So uh, yeah, it must be good, right? It's got to be absolutely. Yeah, I just I the I mean, particularly this year because all of the movies were basically streamed. I mean, to a certain extent. So 
it's it's just kind of weird to want to get into movies that are so different. Like I'm not going to watch the the only thing that 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 movie make. It's about the writer of Citizen Kane. I know that uh, Brian Cranston is great, and I could probably sit through a Brian Cranston movie, but I just don't care about the life of the writer of Citizen Kane. Like I just don't, uh, you know. And that's where the Oscars is. It it gets into the is this 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 movie might be quote unquote really good according to the critics, but it's not something that I just care to watch. So uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where they are with me. Understandable. I'm, 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 I'm in a similar boat as well, yeah. but uh, yeah, that was going on last night. Let's go to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texture says late to the name game, but I would like to add that Joe Lee is an awesome girl's name. True story. I've been rocking that name for more years than I care to admit. Ah, I think that's one of our friends, Jolie, texted into the show. That's a pretty name. I do like the name Jolie. I like the song Jolene, not the Dolly Parton, but the uh, Ray LaMontagne, uh, even though it's about like how he's all strung out on cocaine and is just missing his girl because it's the only thing good in his life. It's it's actually depressing, but it's a very pretty sounding song. Songs will do that. They, they sound real sweet, and then you actually listen to the lyrics, and you're like, oh, God, this is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says women wearing makeup for games isn't that different than men's players doing their hair and that kind of thing. Look good, feel good, etc. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. Look good, feel good, feel good, pay good, play good, pay good. All I, 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 I I get that. That that's a good that's a good point. Good text into the show. And I get it. People like people like looking good. Um it's just it's funny, but like I guess it's, it's the same does apply to guys. Some guys will make sure that they've got like the freshest haircut possible, lined up, got their you know, yeah, their facial the swag hair on yeah, the, fa- yeah. And then you'll get other people like you know Joe Kim Noah who just don't care. Like I, I don't care how I look; doesn't matter to me. I'm going out there playing a sport. Same thing in women's sport. Texture's right. Good texture says. TJ, I just listened to the first segment. You nailed it on the head. Just another reminder to live life and strive for goals, no matter how dumb or stupid it may sound. If you miserably fail, who cares? At least you tried. Life's too short, just going through life by the motions, and I feel like so many do today, whether it be financial factor, convenience, whatever. Enjoy his life as much as you can because you literally have no idea when it's time to go. And you have no idea when it's time to go. You have no idea when you may be told that you only have a year to go. And then you'll be, you, you, that may, some people would consider that lucky, Roush. I just, I feel like so many people will either have a friend or a family or even themselves and they'll just wonder, why did I waste so much time with stupid stuff that doesn't matter? Why did I worry about things that literally don't have an impact? Most of us in a hundred years, we, sadly probably won't be remembered so why are we wasting time doing things that make us unhappy for the short time that we have here blink of an eye that's life so live it to the fullest do what you want don't do things that you don't want and always be kind to people along the way because everybody's going through this same stuff together so why why would you Uh, not want to make it easier for folks yeah Uh, do what you want when you're popping is what a wise man once said and i prefer to stay popping that's true Um, another texter says just now listening to the podcast at 11 p.m this finally made me realize what happened and i hugged my three kids halfway listening to you guys thanks well Well, i'm sure your kids appreciated it i'm sure that well they even if they don't they will someday and uh 
It is crazy, Roush, how many people I know, you know, it's our friend group, it's you personally, kind of going through having kids. It's me on the way in October, having kids and like just seeing, you really do flip a switch in parenthood and then it kind of makes you so much more appreciative for all the the stuff your parents do and kind of makes you feel like seeing people, seeing my brother, sister, you, Roush, raise kids, definitely makes me feel like a little crap for how you know, mean I could be to my parents when they were trying their best growing up and doing all that <laughs> stuff. It really does give you a new perspective that you really can't learn until you get there. But mm-hmm. boy, do you wish that you could as a, as a kid. Oh yeah. You really don't know until you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's part of, uh, that's part of parenthood is just putting up with their crap, you know, uh, <laughs> waking up when, with them in the middle of the night when they got gas, even though, <laughs> even though Brooke is much better at, calming him down than i am uh it was very actually rare that she woke up with him last night in the middle of the night where she heard him first so uh but nevertheless uh yeah it's 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 great it's 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 really great i'm such a light sleeper so that means i'm gonna hear the baby first every time right yeah yeah pretty much now the one thing is, is like there is a mom switch that does kick in uh, because Brooke, I could have had an air horn go off next to her ears previously and she would have slept through it. Now she actually will, you know, get moving and grooving and, you know, mo- motherly instincts will kick in. Yeah, uh, you're probably right about that. It'll be it'll be intriguing to see how, how it goes. Texter says, do you guys do Kentucky Thrones radio for only the last season? That podcast is my jam. Uh, no, I think we what we do like three or four seasons probably. I, they may all be gone now, but yeah, I think it was three or four seasons. Yeah, I think it was. I, I don't remember exactly when we started, but the problem is that we switched podcasting platforms, so a lot of the old ones just got lost to the to the ethos. So but I, I've always told Roush and the balls in his court on this that when when the new spinoffs come out, I'm I'm ready to polish it off and and do it again uh, i that was fun uh that was a good that was a good time and it was such a cult following i guess that will be one thing maybe we need to see roush are people gonna follow the next game of thrones series as adamantly as they did the first one my guess is probably yes but i think that with the way things finished uh in the season one i think people may be a lot more critical than than they would have been that makes sense mm-hmm yeah, I get it. Well, especially because you've had the sweet satisfaction, but then you were kind of snake bit for some. So I think they'll take it easy. But there's also a, you know, this isn't going to be a new phenomena. Like last time around, it was brand new to, you know, 80% of its audience. There was definitely some folks who read the books and were looking forward to the show coming out. But for the most part, people were introduced to it through the TV show and this just how expansive the world was and now we're just going to get another kind of chapter of it so there won't be as much let's dig in and research all this stuff because a lot of that's to be frank already been done yeah yeah no you're 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 right about that i I keep going back to like star war you know star wars could put out like hey, we're doing a spinoff series of Darth Vader's encounters using the laboratory. And people be like, I've always wanted and waited for this. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to know how Darth Vader takes poops. This is going to be phenomenal. I, mm-hmm. I, I I cannot wait. And people would buy it. They'd buy the little dolls. You could have like a little baby Yoda, but make, you know, make it uh, like a poop emoji or something like that. And people would just buy it nonstop. So I think that Game of Thrones 
doesn't quite have a Star Wars following, but I don't think it's too far behind. So I think people will be into it regardless, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about it if people are, because that's what we do. I think I see why Mike Edwards didn't like the veto comparisons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't any news that came out over the weekend, right? No, but just kind of going off what you said. You were the news, buddy. You, oh, you were yeah. the news. I actually did some more digging, and I think I think ultimately uh, he'll be in the clear uh, and back this fall. But you know, take some. We'll, we'll see. We will see. I hope that uh, I hope that he, he's a good player. Like, he's going to be a super talented player if he can if he can figure it all out. But people make mistakes. I don't really know the full details of what Vito did or didn't do, but I hope that it can work out for him because he, he's good. And uh, I guess we'll have to at least momentarily retire the veto Mike Edwards jokes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did see a mock draft that had Jamin going to the Bucks. So I would be all for a Jamin Davis, Mike Edwards party in Tampa Bay. No, no, sorry. Can't do that. What? Well, no. Can't, can't, don't need any, don't need Tampa Bay getting, uh, no. They, no. No, come on. We'll hop on the bandwagon. No, they broke my heart. They're no Jamin Davis. Can't go there. Sorry. Where ultimately that's Thursday. People forget that. Where do you ultimately do you think he ends up? The Browns is the uh is the popular pick. What pick like what pick? Give me a range. Twenty six overall. But okay. I think it'll be between eighteen and thirty, somewhere in there. I hope he goes first round. I think he's good enough to do. I think uh if Green Bay can get him, I'd love it. I know if Green Bay doesn't draft a wide receiver, people are going to lose their freaking minds. Which is silly because, like, we we're kind of we're fine at wide receiver. I mean, if you have injuries, then that could change. But what team could that not change at any position if you have injuries? But well, it also depends if any of those guys just slip through the cracks. You know, if you have Jalen Waddle still out there, or yeah, there's no way. Know. I mean, maybe maybe Green Bay could trade up and get one of those guys. In which case, I'd be thrilled with. But having the 28th pick or whatever it is, yeah, I, yeah, like I yeah, you know, if there's a wide receiver you'd like, go ahead and take them, but. Don't pick a wide receiver just because you feel like you need to give Aaron Rodgers more weapons. He's got plenty of weapons. Uh, just be a better team. Find ways to be a better team collectively. And Jamin Davis, I think he's just going to be an NFL stud. You just have to have people that can do a lot of everything yeah, in the NFL. He yeah. And he does, yeah. He he can cover. He can fly. He can get where he needs to on the field. He's strong. Uh, he, he can do a little bit of everything. So I, I hope he goes first round. I think that also would help Kentucky recruiting as well. And it looks like Kelvin Joseph early to mid-second is where I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's kind of shocking that his his stock has stayed steady in that range where it's, you know, right around 40. So like one of the top 10 picks of the, the second round. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the way, unless they have a run on quarterbacks, cornerbacks, that's probably what's going to happen. He'll be a day two pick. And uh, Davis, likely a day one pick. It's one of those where, I, you know, I can't tell if draft analysts, when they get to this point in the mock draft season, I think a lot of them are just trying to do things to, to look and sound different. I don't think there's that much changing. But yeah. they just want to stand out in their mock drafts because they've been doing this stuff for, uh, you know, six weeks. What I found to be, uh, to be pretty crazy, Terry... I tried to gather as many mock drafts as possible, and I've realized that CBS, they have basically been like, how do we continually generate digital content? They're like, you know what? We're just going to put out a 1,000 mock drafts 
so that then all of these different NFL team sites for SB Nation or whatever it may be, they will ha- they will blog about it, and then we'll get clicks based on wherever these mock drafts go. It's really a genius strategy. But in just the last week, there were CBS mock drafts. They differentiated about like one was a two round mock draft, one was a three round, one was just a one round, one was a seven round, and. It's all just to get clicks from all the other team sites on who they're picking. And you know what? I respect the hell out of them for a game in the system to try to get clicks. That's what you got to do, right? It's a a doggy dog world, as Michael Scott said. One random thing I want to bring up, kind of switching gears a little bit. We'll talk more draft. You know, we've got plenty to get to this week. And and we don't know what this week's going to look like necessarily, as we talked about in hour one, because we don't know if Kentucky's going to just kind of take a little bit of a break with some of the news, hiring, bringing in dudes sort of deal, making decisions, making announcements and and that sort of stuff. We don't know if they're going to do all that stuff right now or if they're going to wait. But we'll have plenty to talk about regardless because you do have the NFL draft coming up. Uh, One thing I did kind of randomly want to bring up, Roush, was remember when everybody wanted Justin Powell? Yeah, that was – you had to get Justin Powell, right? Had to. Must get recruit. Uh, And then he he ends up going to Tennessee. And there people, I think, did a good job understanding that, like, it's – that's not – the end of the world. If you like Justin Powell and you wanted him at Kentucky, and I thought he he could end up being a nice piece in time, but I wasn't heartbroken when he decided to go to Tennessee. But the big thing with Justin Powell and Kentucky was SEC doesn't have the transfer rules. They 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 may have to sit out. It, SEC you can't transfer from SEC school to SEC school without a waiver. Remember we did it with Joey Gatewood, and he had to sit right. out a game, which was. It will happen to be against the team that he had to go against. But we 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 saw that stuff, and we talked about that with Justin Powell. Have you – the SEC transfer market has had a ton of in-house guys go to – stay in conference, I should say. One, one SEC school to another. You had Pinson leave Missouri to go to LSU, if you remember that. Uh, you had a guy leave Arkansas to go to Auburn, Sills. You had, obviously, Powell go to Auburn from Tennessee. I think Georgia had a player go to Ole Miss. So what I'm saying is, Roush, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that the SEC is going to pass what the ACC, I think, and the Big 12 has already done, and that's following the NCAA's lead of the one-time free transfer. But I I would almost guarantee, and I said this back then, that the SEC is not going to hold people hostage within conference. So – that's just a little update on that, and the reason why that matters and why I'm bringing it up is because there was a report over the weekend that UK has reached out to Wheeler from Georgia. He led the SEC in assists last year. Some UK fans don't like him because he averaged, I think, like o- almost four turnovers a game or four turnovers a game. That can be a little off-putting. I understand that for folks, uh, but Kentucky has reached out to him, and then we're still all anticipating that Pippen Jr. is going to enter the transfer portal. That's why I bring it up, Roush, because Kentucky still may bring some dudes in that were playing in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, I ultimately think it'll happen because, as Sankey said throughout this time, this is a decision that's up for the member institutions. To, like This is their rule they're the ones who have to say, okay, we don't want to do this rule anymore. And the latest we've heard 
is that Bruce Pearl and other people are whining about it. Like they 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 want more restriction. Well, I, I have a feeling Pearl might be whining similarly when Justin Powell left Auburn to go to Tennessee. I know Auburn got some transfers, but I don't think they got any actually from within the conference. So you no, might have they, they did. They got sills from Arkansas. Okay, so I, I ultimately think that this the amount of transfers that have just flooded the market that they're ultimately there's like all right you know what this is just stupid to act like we're we're going to still try to have some sort of rules holding these guys back let's get this taken care of now when they would do it i don't know but you would think that some of these football coaches want to have it done before football season begins yeah no i i think it's gonna probably be this summer would be my guess I, th- I think it'll probably be official this summer. You'll get guys that can transfer in the SEC without penalty, without hiccups, without gentlemen's agreements. Remember that one? The, Ooh, that was, that was the great. buzzword. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. People had a blast with that. Uh, I think you'll see it official. And I get it. People can have a difference of opinion with this stuff, and I'm fine with that. I, I could totally be wrong on this take, but. Roush, I'd rather have Wheeler than Ty Ty Washington. I know folks are going to strongly disagree with me there, but like the the folks that are going to get heartbroken over Washington, but then when they heard that Kentucky had made contact with Wheeler, they kind of panicked. Wheeler shot 24%, I think, from three last year, which is horrible. Yep. And he averaged like four turnovers per game, which isn't great. But one, Georgia absolutely stunk. Two, he can get in the lane wherever he wants. He's not a amazing finisher so that would be a little interesting i get that there would be some question marks with that but if you had grady frederick and dante allen wouldn't you want somebody like wheeler to be able to get those guys the ball oh who cares what this point guard shoots if you have grady yeah i I think that has to yeah that has to go in consideration a little bit now my issue with wheeler would be more of like what is what's wheeler doing that hickman can't do and I think the answer would be one, Wheeler's proven. Two, it gives you depth. Three, he's experienced. He's a veteran. He knows SEC play. Four, he I think Wheeler's a good defender for his size, 5'10, so he'll have some limitations. But Tyler Ulis was SEC defensive player of the year at mm-hmm. five foot nine. So he's got a lot of he's got a long wingspan too, Wheeler does. And I don't think Wheeler ends up at Kentucky for what it's worth. But right, if right. he were like, I, I'd get excited about that. That's just a nice piece to have. You're bringing the top assist guy in the SEC, and you're just throwing him into the fold to be like a maybe a starter, maybe not a starter. Maybe that's your bench player. That's pretty impressive if you're doing that. Now, that being said, I'd rather have Carr. I'd rather have Pippen. I'd rather have Zagorowski. But these are these are names that I, I don't think if you end up – like, I, I don't think you could be super thrilled to get Ty Ty Washington and then mad to end up with Wheeler from Georgia. Like, that that just doesn't add up for me. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm with you. Uh, especially, man, Scotty Pippen Jr. Is it, did, did, did news come out that he actually entered the portal or have we not – I don't think he's like a fi- – I don't think, like, he's – in the portal officially, I think it's just like, hey, I'm I'm not going to go pro, but I am going to enter the portal. I think that's coming soon. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, let's make it happen. Um, that's my guess, at least. I have no okay. clue. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll keep going on the text line. We got plenty more to go, so mm-hmm. keep them coming. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You're listening to K- KRC on here on Big Exports Radio. Cool. DJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Now I'm switching my mind back into freak mode. If you 
won't skirt Sit back and observe I just left a gang of over there on the curb Now they got the freaks and that's a known fact Before I got jacked I was on the same track Back up, back up cause it's on N-A-T-E-N Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million so you're telling me there's a chance. With Walker and Roush. Yeah! I read you. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Carol. That was a nice one. I like Thanks. that, Roush. Yeah, yeah, Trump sounded like that dude for the Reds. Cowboy, he just gets really low, I guess. And yeah, I, you know, I'm working on it, workshopping it. Hmm. No, I, I think, okay, I take back the compliment. Oh, damn it, suck it. Hey, I uh, golfed yesterday and I stunk. Oh, good. Bring it back down to earth. You could use a good humbling. It was it was a new course that I hadn't played in a long time, and it uh, definitely got the best of me. So I may have to go back to Bobby Cook Golf Academy and figure out what I'm doing wrong. Sometimes it's good just to take a break, figure out the swing, figure out your mechanics, where you're coming in wrong on the ball. You can do all that stuff over off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. It's only about 15 minutes away from my house in Linden, which uh, is not right next to downtown. So it's not too far away from you either. It's a short drive right over the bridge. Bobby Mm -hmm. Cook Golf Academy. They've got top-of-the-line simulators that you're going to want to hit balls on, even if it's just the driving range or you can play one of their – some of the nicest courses in the world you can play on their simulators. And it's the real deal, Holyfield. It feels like you're actually at the course. Or get lessons with Bobby Cook himself. Go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to learn more or give them a call at 812-913-4415. There will not be better rates for one-on-one lessons. And we talked about Mother's Day gifts a little bit earlier. Maybe get your mom the gift of being a little bit better at golf. I know my mom certainly could use some Bobby Cook golf lessons. (laughs) Uh, Who couldn't? But that's also something to consider as we get into Mother's Day season. Father's Day will be here before we know it here in just a couple months, Ralph. But, yeah, BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com. Check it out or get the fellas together if there's a bad weather day. Saturday was so gross, Roush. I was thinking to myself, I wish I was at Bobby Cook. Uh, we, we are doing some spring cleaning here. So I was spending my day all day Saturday throwing stuff into a dumpster. But uh, mm. it was a uh, – it, it was uh, – it was – time for me to get back to the lab and the lab is the bobby cook golf academy yeah um well get to it do it to it we need to get back to this texan i would just like to add that uh the college football playoff committee hinted at expansion so that's going to drive summer radio for like a month so just hope everybody's ready for it well they need to 100 percent expand and they will what do you think it'll go to six first or eight probably six but that still is just kinda... just take it just take it slow you know yeah yeah well and, and at least if you do six there's usually two dominant teams maybe a third like that that's been the problem is that this whole thing was set up to just help the third team there's always been two really good ones and then a third that's kind of just like well they you, you can talk yourself into them beating them so 
it should make for the first round games to be more competitive. If you just give those top two teams about that one, four game aside from the Ohio state upset over Bama has been pretty uneventful. So that I think they're more efforting to just take away the blowouts and, but you know, strum up some more intrigue than anything. I, yeah, I, I, I would say that they'll go six and then they'll go eight, obviously just, just guesses here, but the people that are like, well, why do you want eight teams? And you're, you'll, the one will still kill the eight, blah, blah. Okay. Then who cares? Maybe, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but we'll find out. Right. Like it's, it's, it's better to know for sure because the game gets played than to just speculate wildly. And then if you get upsets, you know, 16 has only been a one once in men's basketball, but you know what? We still play those games, and that one time that it happened, that was an absolute blast, and I promise you an 8 will beat a 1 in a college football playoff a hell of a lot more than a 16 will beat a 1 in men's basketball. But we still play the game, even though uh, it, it hardly ever happened. So I want them to expand. The more, the merrier. Ultimately, Roush, I'd like them to get to 16, and I know mm-hmm. that that probably it wouldn't happen for – a decade at the absolute earliest, but most likely a couple decades, if ever. But I think 16 would be most ideal. Get rid of the conference championship games. The season ends in December, and then postseason play for the 16-team tournament starts the first week of December. That would be an absolute blast. The ratings would be insane. The TV money would be insane. I hope eventually they'll get there, but I understand it's going to be baby steps to work your way up to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I just playoffs arc in June just wears me out, you know. Oh no, I understand, and we'll and we'll be doing it all year. And yeah. I think it, I think it'd be brave and bold of them just to say, you know, what we're expanding, and nope, it ain't going to be eight, and it ain't going to be six, and it ain't going to be twelve. We yep, we're going to sixteen right off the bat, baby. Get used to it. This is the new future of college football. And then there, you'd have some people that lose their minds, but I think most people would be so excited about it. The opportunity of getting some fresh blood, having an actual seat at the at the table in the college football playoffs per se. I'd love it, but probably ain't gonna happen. You know, also I love Roush. What? Twitter autopsies. Oh. Let's get out the bones. I love that Jay Lucas is turning into like this mysterious Twitter person. He did the red or blue pill tweet that a lot of people mm-hmm. like had fun with. And then he today tweets out dust off chin up chin capitalized, although not a new sentence. Capitalized. Right. Yeah. Back at it. Get the most out of today in all caps. Wow. Chin to Kentucky today? Huh? Many Jay Lucas tweets are saying. (laughs) Man, wouldn't it be hilarious if that did get announced today? I don't know if it's going to be today or what the deal is, but the chin part can't be... That that coincidence. that's, That's a little weak from our boy Jay, right? That's got to be. <laughs> I would love it so much if he really was just like, I'm going to tease a bunch of different stuff. Like I, I, would, I would absolutely love it. Please, Cal, don't come down and be like, hey, no more fun. Like, wait, come on. UK basketball needs to have something that's a little entertaining. Joel mm-hmm. would do occasionally like a Twitter fun thing, maybe. But that was really few and far between. You got to have somebody that's throwing the masses of bone here and there. So the chin up stuff, that's do it. Yeah, I like it. Need it. And I I still, 
again, things have just been so much different than we would have ever imagined over the last week. But I still think Kentucky's going to get the guys they want. I, I don't think you have Barbie and Joel leave the same day and Kentucky not have something up their sleeve to bring in two coaches that they wanted. And I think those are going to be the two guys from Illinois. Mm, man, would be a big suck it to the Illinois State. You've got just you've got your pot, you've got your gambling. Well, we've got your coaches, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, suck it. Uh where are we at on the text line? Texture says, what's going on here? And it's a Larry Vaught tweet that I'm yeah. sure is uh, uh comfortable. Some- Somebody tweeted Larry, and it was just two, I think, older women drinking. And Larry said that uh, to make sure to pace yourselves. Larry, just making sure people don't get overserved. There's nothing wrong with that from old Larry Bob. Wow, thanks for looking out for him, Larry. Uh, a texter says, that Eggleston girl is a beast. Well, she's not as much of a beast as Allie Stumler. Suck it, Texas. Horns down. Oh, I guess uh, I saw some like Texas journalists be like, I guess UK fans didn't get the. It may not even been a Texas journalist, so apologies if it wasn't. But I saw some somebody that was at the game that was a journalist saying, "Oh, I guess Kentucky fans didn't get the memo of horns up for peace or something like that." I guess Texas has like, and I'm sure there's probably like a really good meaning behind it or a really good cause behind it. No, nope. I. I I think nope. Texas has done some charitable thing like where they've made it. If you do a horns down, you're against some sort of charity. Oh, see now that, okay. If they've done that, then... no, they, they've done it. <laughs> <laughs> they've co-opted it to where they say, if you horns down, you love cancer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was really oh. genius. Uh, I, I don't know what they – I would love – like, the person was like, oh, I guess Kentucky fans didn't get the memo. And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, is, I, would almost, I would almost guarantee that they didn't get the memo. That is such a hilarious, hilarious – I mean, they care way too much about horns down. And the more they care about it, the more we throw it down. Like, I just don't know how they don't understand that. There was also so – there was a Texas tweet that made everybody really upset, something about, like, today's forecast, all sky and no sun. <laughs> I, I guess that maybe that was, like, a reference to Nebraska or something. I don't know. Nebraska-Texas volleyball rivalry is something that I can't wrap my little brain around. That's one mm-hmm. thing I know for sure. Well, not the only thing you can't wrap your brain around. Uh, Texter says, Avery Skinner looks like Megan Markle in suits. There, I said it. <laughs> Well, Texas's coach looked like Chris Mack, so uh, there, there was a lot of people thinking people look like people, I suppose. Uh, Texter says, C-A-T-S, champs, champs, champs. And for the first time in history, College Volleyball's National Championship trophy is coming home to Kentucky. Pretty awesome. Nice callback to uh, Leach. Uh, this is a 2012 title call. Yep. That was, uh, was just fun watching the University of Kentucky win a national championship. Made me happy. Mm-hmm. Those stupid-looking Edward Scissorhand tape-wearing fools from Texas can suck it. Go Cats! It probably works out the best that they had literally like an entire kindergarten gra- kindergarten room of tape on their fingers. Now they don't have to worry about taking the tape off for a ring, Roush. <laughs> Boom roasted. Because that was gonna be hard to be able to get the ring. I like. Would you get a ring that would just slide over like three different fingo- fingers that they had taped up in the middle? Mm, you'd have to, right? I wonder, like any, I, I wonder if there's any brass knuckles. I wonder if there's any 
controversy in the volleyball community about like excessive tape. So what I think is funny too is that there was, you know, there's a lot of people watching volleyball for the first time. They see that tape and they say, well, there's got to be a purpose to that, right? And like you could tell yourself that you get more grip, but no, no, there's no purpose. It is completely to look cool. It's the same thing when Michael Bush put tape on his face mask and every kid wanted to do that in middle school is put tape on their face mask. No purpose at all. It just looks really cool. Well, I mean, does it look cool? No, it does not. But somebody thinks yeah. it does. It really exaggerates the horns down, too. Really exaggerates it. I live in Virginia. I haven't been to Louisville in 10 to 15 years. What's some spots you'd recommend for a guy's trip? Four mid-30s. Thanks. Wow, how exciting. Nothing. Go to somewhere else. <laughs> um, I would say that if you could get on at Heritage Hill, a good day would to be to start your day at Jim Beam and then go, like, so you do a tour there in the morning and then play an afternoon of golf at Heritage Hill. Pretty close to one another. That'd be a nice, or be play, a, a solid day. Or play golf. Yeah, I'd, I'd get the golf out of the way in the morning and then go do the, go do some tours. It depends how lubed up you want to be for your golf game. But yeah. And then I would recommend, I know downtown's not hopping like it used to be, but I, I just don't think you can really go wrong just going and kind of bar hopping downtown necessarily. Um, it kind of depends what you all are into. Yeah, are you all golfers? Then I would definitely golf. Are you gamblers? Well, you can't do that here, but Southern Indiana is kind of cool. Um, it would or be Churchill, good. To, or Churchill Downs. Go, it would be go, cool go to, to pick the weekend that has a night race. Usually, yeah, middle of June has one. Check the schedule. I don't. I don't. I don't know when the next night race is off the top of my head. Had some friends go out there. Don't know if they won any money or not. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I would also say too, when people ask me what bar to go to, I always steer them towards Gerstle's just because I think Gerstle's is such a great novelty. Love that place. Well, Gerstle's is a hoot. Yeah, but I, I haven't been to Gerstle's in a late night scene since easily 2019, but really probably 2018, to be honest with you, which is I, sad, but sad to say that out loud. Yeah. I just I, I like the fact that they almost always have live, live music and they have live music and it isn't tin roof crowd like the tin. Uh, there's people at Gersel's who are salty who have been there a while, whereas like tin roof, you're just guaranteed to have kids. You know, like there's just going to be a ton of kids. It's going to be way too crowded. Uh, yeah, wanna, <laughs> I, I can't handle that, you know. <laughs> yeah, Virginia fellow, we need we need more info on like when you're coming what you all are kind of into and not into. Um, but night racing, golf, and then uh, a May lot of really good food. There's May breweries. 20, May 22nd, there's night racing. And there's also night racing June 12th. So I would recommend one of those weekends. Yeah, that would be a blast. A texter says, we did it. Such an amazing ride and welcome relief. They deserved it. Volleyball school. I'm perfectly fine with being a volleyball school. Volleyball, I think, is – like I, I, I can make a case for it being the third most fun sport for me to watch on TV. Basketball first, football second, and then I could make a strong case that from an entertainment standpoint, watching on TV, volleyball is more fun to watch than baseball or softball. And I love softball. And baseball is oh, fun to watch too. So much more entertaining. College baseball, though, can just take literally forever. Like, it's hard mm -hmm. to, like, even a game that you're excited about, it's hard to get a group of friends together for because it's like, oh, I don't have four and a half hours that I can spend <laughs> watching this sport. So You can play a round of golf in the time that it takes to play a baseball game. 
Although I will say these volleyball games took longer than I remember covering them, which I'm sure maybe the title aspect of it makes it a little bit longer. But also the games were close and competitive, so maybe right. that played a role as well. If you get to five, too, I mean, it's just yeah, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of sets being played. Yeah. Um, Texter says, getting around to Friday's podcast and baby names. My wife and I picked our firstborn's name and decided not to tell anyone. My dad had been trying to guess the name for a few weeks. One night while wife was still pregnant, he and I drank into the wee hours, and I told him the name. Swarm to secrecy. When my son was born and we told everyone the name, he shouted, I kept the secret this whole time. I groaned because I thought he understood this needed to be kept secret in perpetuity, and I got an earful for my wife. No. He, he thought the secret needed to be kept until my son was born. I need the KRC crew to decide who was right with the caveat that I shouldn't have said anything in the first place. See, I think that's just where like you, you, you slipped up texture is that grandparents are too proud to keep secrets. They just are. He messed up by not realizing that the secret didn't need to be kept for everyone else's sake. It needed to be kept for your wife's sake. And he really did screw the pooch by letting that up. He should have known better that she was going to be ticked off that you told him well i i think the real person in the wrong here is the wife for getting mad at you like, oh. like at, the, at the end of the day you probably shouldn't have said anything to your dad or to the father is it her dad his dad whoever his dad yeah. you probably shouldn't have said anything to pops if the wife said not to you probably should have just kept that stuff quiet but you did, and it all worked out because nobody else ever found out till the baby was born. And then once the baby's born and everybody knows the name, who cares? You know, but let bygones be bygones. You, you told, you, you kind of spilled the beans, you were drinking. And then the dad did his part, though. You did your part in making sure it didn't get out to anybody else besides the one person you told. The dad did their part. I think the, the wife doesn't need to be upset over this. I don't yeah, think the dad. I, I don't think the dad's in the wrong. I don't think the the person's in the wrong. I think it's just, uh, you know, it's well. You got drunk. At she, you. I don't Go think on. she'll be as mad as she's just like, oh, so you can't keep a secret, and you'll just get those kind of backhanded remarks. Like I can't tell you anything because uh, trust me, I I did the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> get a little drunk get some loose lips get excited talking about babies you it's know baby yeah you're yeah. bound to get excited about it i i agree texter you didn't do anything wrong buddy uh another texter says what do you all usually shoot in golf i just came off a seller performance shooting a 125 while one of my buddies shot a 77 he's a straight up stud the beautiful thing about golf is it was a great day full of great vibes and even though i'm pretty bad the vibes were immaculate golf is a great game also it's much more fun playing with people that don't make it super serious like it's do or die every hole a cool calm and collected group is the best recipe for a good time Dude, uh, 125 I, though Man. i think that's a plumley brother no you know what roush we're not gonna golf shame good for you first off for keeping your score even into a 125 a oh, 125 yeah. is <laughs> a 125 is horrible roush is right about that it's really bad but first off i don't think you should be shamed for it because uh, it's impressive you're keeping that score, and I would recommend doing that because then you're like when you eventually shoot a hundred, which will happen, you'll be like, "Damn, I'm 25 strokes better than where I was earlier this summer." And then someday, if you really want to keep at it, you'll shoot in the 90s, and then you'll eventually get into the 80s. And so keep keep your score. Good for you. I think it's a Plumley bro texted that in. Good for you. I shot a horrible, horrible 48 yesterday. It was really embarrassing. I would I mean, only play uh, nine, only play nine holes. I would have quit 
keeping score at a certain point like yeah so i that, that's what that's what people do i don't think you should yeah. i think you if you really want to get better at golf and, and take it somewhat somewhat seriously i think you should keep your score just so you can see where you're at and see if you're getting better and all that also plumley uh the wise thing that i do too is you can't get a score double the uh the hole so like on a par five you can't shoot worse than a 10 that's so, that's usually how i play it so i uh i don't like that and i'll tell you why I, I, I like it going in if you're going to – and I don't know. Is there, like, even official PGA rule? I don't think there is. But I don't know what, like – No, the, you just play to your score. But that's usually that's I usually how I roll because, like, as a snowman on a par four, and I never get worse than a six on a par three unless I would be hitting, like, multiple balls in the water. But, yeah. I like to do it, like, just four over par then because – the reason I like to do the double score is if you blow up on a par five, that's significantly worse than blowing up on a par three, where like I think it should be equal opportunity blow ups, where if you, you know, like a, a six on a par three is really bad, but it's a lot better than a 10 on a par five, you know? Yeah, true, true. Uh, one texture uh, to get off the golf thing says, I'm buying season tickets next year for UK volleyball team. Those four games were fun as heck to watch. Suck it, Paul Sunderland in Texas. Have a great morning, UK Pez. Nice text, oh, UK man. Pez. And the ESPN broadcast screwing up on the audio for their starting lineups. So just like, damn it, ESPN, you had one job. Just get oh, the audio ready. It was hilarious. They were like, well, we apologize for that. <laughs> I was like, oh, do you? Do you apologize for that? Because we didn't hear any of it, jerks. <laughs> and uh i think uk volleyball season tickets are really cheap like it's it's like even if you just plan on going to a couple games it's worth it just to get the season tickets yeah and a, a texture brings up a good point too that i also think likeness and image will make a huge impact for volleyball players especially in the lesson world like uh, man when brooke and i were dating that lesson money it, it got Got Roushey plenty of stakes at Texas Roadhouse. Those things, uh, what those kind things of, are nice. What kind of lessons were you teaching Brooke during the dating? I don't get it. No, she was giving volleyball lessons oh. and then taking me out to Texas Roadhouse to eat rolls. Just as long as it wasn't Outback, right? <laughs> outback. <laughs> More like stuck back. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here, Outback. Um, it, it, yes, I, I think volleyball players will be able to profit big time off their image and likeness. You're, you're right about that texter. I, I, mm -hmm. I get you. A texter says that volleyball title was great. I forgot how anxious you can get while watching the game. So many points, so many runs, and also not being able to do much when a girl spikes the ball a hundred miles per hour in your face. It's awesome. Also, my boss's daughter committed to UK to play volleyball and will be there this summer. That's from Mook. Oh, that's exciting Mook. And I oh, agree with you. Yeah. Volleyball is awesome. And, and Mook, happy birthday to your daughter. I just happy. saw on Facebook. One year one year old today to Little wow, Money Mook. Wow, that flew by for Little Money Mook. So mm. very exciting. Congrats. Happy birthday to the baby. Uh, a texter says, hey, guys, I occasionally listen on my way to the office for things that are all UK. Problem is that this TJ guy comes across as a know-it-all, in quotations, but doesn't always have his facts. Example, this morning discussing the volleyball team. He has no clue regarding scholarships or overseas volleyball. Dude, if you're going to discuss it, then do your freaking homework. And they didn't say that word. They said another <laughs> word. It just makes you sound like a bumbling fool who wants to argue his story 
but can't defend it. Anyways, I'll keep listening occasionally, but Walker's very off-putting. That, <laughs> I love that text. Was that the sentence where I, I, in detail, talked about how basically my opinion on volleyball and the scholarship numbers and overseas was comparable to that of a fart? Yes, yes. What, wasn't I'm, that how I prefaced that whole conversation? Was I, that, I, I, that I'm talking literally out of my butt? I really think this person's just messing with you. I think so too. Yeah. Um, and I'm, it, I'm okay with that. Funny. I, texter, I I sincerely apologize that I do not know UK's volley scholarship volleyball situation, and I do not know overseas money or league structure of volleyball. So uh, I did not do my homework on any of that, as I don't do my homework literally on anything on this show. You can make good money overseas, but uh, the thing about overseas is right now there's a pandemic happening, what? and yeah, believe it or not, and getting all of your travel stuff arranged and visas, like it's it's kind of a mess right now. And in some cases, like if the numbers go back up, you could just get stuck over there. So, you know, people aren't exactly jump chomping at the bit to get overseas to play. So I I think that'll be another incentive to want to run it back for another year if they can and have the scholarships to be able to do so. And that was a first time texter. Thanks for texting that. Oh wow! So I guess they were being serious. Uh, well, I mean, I just I'm I'm never gonna really do homework on this show. <laughs> oh man, one texter says you can't beat the practice and play membership at Glen Oaks. Pay 19 bucks to play 18 at noon on Sunday and included a full lunch with a free drink because I brought guests. The straight cannon. You're really pushing that Glen Oaks membership, Plumley bro. Good. Yeah. Are you? Uh, you like? You working? To- yeah. You work. You working up there? sponsorship yeah that actually would be a great way to sneak in free advertising is just like text in about how great it is knowing that these buffoons will read every single text no matter what that's true tj what are the things you're looking the most forward to while being a dad oh i don't know everything that comes with being a dad i suppose right i think you're most looking forward to uh sitting on the front porch with a shotgun on your lap whenever she has a date for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> classic, because my daughter's not going to be able to make her own choices, that's for sure. <laughs> Woo! No, I think it'll just be fun raising a kid with my wife. That's I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Raising oh, it, a little human life. We uh yeah. we had a Duke up at Colonial Gardens yesterday. And nice. Him and uh, his little friend, she's a month older than him. You know, they were just... They looked like they were getting ready to get into some trouble. Just walking uh, around, you know, chasing after stuff. Too cute. It won't be their last time at Colonial Gardens. That'll probably be their, like, hot spot growing up, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. And it'll be even nicer, too, whenever they get a little bit older. And it's like, you know what? We're just going to take these margaritas across the street. And then they just, you know, beat each other up on the playground uh, mm-hmm. until somebody gets in trouble. Because that's inevitable. Will you guys be working Oaks as one texture? Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think we'll be taken off of uh, Yeah. Yeah. John here. Good morning. Congrats on the volleyball cats. I'm excited about the Derby coming up. I like hot rod. Charlie went in and mix him in with an exacta with rock your world. That way you can have a complete rocking band. Don't sleep on sainthood. Could be some serious cash to make, but let's be honest. I spent 90% of money on women in Kentucky basketball. The rest I wasted on the Kentucky Derby. Well, got to go talk to you later. I haven't made up my mind yet on Hot Rod Charlie and uh, Rock Your World, but throw Sainthood out. That horse can suck it. Uh, I would also add that Soup and Sandwich is going to be so overbet 
and it's a speed horse who could be in the lead early and set the pace. But uh, th yeah, that horse, stay away from that horse. I'm taking Brad Cox. Yeah, that's the spirit. I'm going to try to interview him today after the show. So wish me luck trying to hunt him down on the backside. Good luck on the backside. Getting my house appraised this morning for my mortgage refinance. Was hoping TJ would be my appraiser, but no such luck. I know it's always a mystery. Mm -hmm. It's always a mystery. Lucas throwing out good luck on your appraisal. It'll be great, I'm sure. Lucas throwing out the chin up tweet this morning. Hmm. Oh, yeah, we hmm. tweeted that out that it was up there. Good text into the show. Some people are saying that, like, this has nothing. Come on. He wouldn't say chin up. Chin. Shit, mm -hmm. come on. Right, there's right. there's there's more to it than that. Yeah. Uh, a texter did ask, what horse are you guys picking for the Derby? I'm taking whatever you all say. Yeah, you know, we'll formulate those picks um, before the week's over. But yeah, we got, yeah, we got you know, all you, week. yeah, yeah. Still plenty of time. Uh, texter says, does anything scream Derby week more than every city worker out picking up trash? Oh, oh yeah. TJ, the, my exit on the Waterson, it gets one week a year where they actually yep. cut the lawn, weed eat it do the landscaping and it's this week uh yep i'm the panhandlers they'll be they'll have cops there like staring them down <laughs> i mean yeah it they like, oh, so this is what happened when they care they clean up uh they they clean up the city they do this oklahoma journalist seemed to be celebrating horns downs fans he's an ex-colonel and courier guy per his bio okay <laughs> maybe that's what i was referring to <laughs> horns up for peace <laughs> that's it's a weird thing they didn't get the horns up for peace no i do love it like what you said is that's what U of L needs to do they need to be like l's up for cancer research and then if you do l's down you're against cancer research i think you nailed that rush uh what what a what a spin zone for horns up for peace so apparently they did kind of like it's kind of tongue-in-cheek um but kind of not so yeah it's just texas they're so full of themselves down there <laughs> they really are oh texture says was it just me or were the announcers getting too aggressive with the word facial <laughs> but he couldn't stop talking about the one girl for texas getting one and in the age of cancel culture i was for it <laughs> oh i don't think he went to over the top too much for with it um but the word was used several times and it was noticed at our get together but we're all super immature and dumb I somewhat disagree, Roush. Gersels used to attract all the people who had fake IDs. At one point, it was a bit out of hand, but they definitely cracked down a bit on the children. I feel like Tinroof doesn't get the respect it deserves, but I wish the city of Louisville would add some new bars. I think it's time for a spice-up. Ever heard of this place called Joel's Older Than Dirt? Mm -hmm. You're looking to spice it up. How about you? They go there. No, I, maybe Gersels had a run where there was a fake ID, but – when we were 21 and 22, it was a good group of young people, but there'd always be some old people there too. So maybe that's changed. Maybe the old people have been forced out at Gerstle's and it's all I youngsters. Just, I would have no clue. Yeah. The last time, I, I mean, I don't go to bars anymore. Haven't been since the pandemic started, but uh, whenever I would go there, I would run into people that aren't just like my little brother's friends when that was when he was 22, 23. So, uh, that's that's one thing I at least like about it. We're tin roof. I just feel like it's a bunch of kind of college age kids, and I just feel very old, very old. A texture says, uh, "The problem with the 125 score in golf is that if you kept score, you have to think he was probably actually around a 140. A 140 is a hacksaw." Jim Dugan Plumley, bro. I go see Bobby Cook. Yeah, go see Bobby Cook for sure. 
And uh, the texture may be right. It may have been closer to 140. But Plumley, bro, I think it's cool you keep your own scores. In the long run, you'll be happy that you did because you'll see how much better you get. But in the meantime, you should probably be fluffing. You should be giving yourself good lies. If you're shooting a 125, you don't need to be like, you know, you yeah. don't need to be hidden out of dirt and stuff like that. Just you, right. Give yourself your a good looking shot. Yeah, right. get get comfortable, and and then the the score will continually get better the more you play and the more you practice, and more importantly, the more you go see Bobby Cook. Exactly. Texter says, I always happen to be close to the wife listening to the show when TJ has a hot marriage take wife take, whatever you want to call it. Regardless, safe to say TJ is not the favorite in this household. <laughs> Hashtag suck it. <laughs> no, I, and I'm not the the favorite usually with like the friends' wives either. Um, not the favorite with my own wife from time to time. So yeah, you. It, it, I, I'm sorry about that, Texter. Sorry that your wife doesn't like me. Um, what you need to do is just say like, "Oh, he's an idiot, babe." Like I totally disagree with his anti-mayor. You know, the, the his his takes that that she doesn't like, and then you get brownie points by looking like the good guy. But in reality, I know you agree with me, and that's okay. Uh, Texture says, I used to smoke pot with John Hopkins. It was Johnny ha Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and they would be blazing that bleep up every day. Shout they really would. Others. They really would. Roush and TJ reenacting the bad boy scene where his daughter gets picked up for a date will be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that. What happens? Bad boys, too, whenever they come to the door and he's like talking about getting out his gun. It's a, it's a pretty, it's the funniest uh, of the let's scare the new boyfriend scenes I've ever seen. It's really good. Just YouTube it and you'll, you'll enjoy it. Martin Did, Lawrence, Will Smith, classic. Uh, random note to Trevor Lawrence get into the Bitcoin game. Um, possibly. Cause you know, like athletes are wanting to get paid in Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence wants to get paid in Bitcoin. According to the New York times. Hmm, interesting. I, 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 I got, I got a little into the Bitcoin game, Roush. Oh, good yeah. luck, buddy. Thanks. Uh, that seems really stupid, but uh, <laughs> but we'll see. All right, we're out of time. Thanks for all the texts in the show. You guys are the absolute best. And sorry I get people in trouble with their wives. Mm -hmm. The best Cannon Diesel fire in the history of Cannon Diesel fire. It's Derby Week, baby. Happy Derby, everybody. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday edition, KRC, 7 o'clock. Don't miss it. And be able to look out for potentially news today. Jay Lucas, he knows how to get the people going. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. See you all later.